Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Well, hello. Hope you're doing well today. I want to talk to you about pastoral priority number six, which is know your people. Shepherd the flock of God among you. Do you know your people? It's a big question. Let's pray and ask for the Lord's help and trust that he will give it. Holy Spirit, I need direction. I need help. I ask that you would help me to talk about something that could easily be condemning. As I consider these things, I'm challenged. I really am. I'm convicted because I think about the names and the faces of the people that I need to know more that are in our local church. I thank you for the people of Christ Church Carbondale, the privilege that it is to serve and know them and love them, but you have entrusted them to me as an under-shepherd, and our other elders as under-shepherds, and it's our commission to know them and love them well. And so, God, I ask that you'd help me to talk to these other pastors that are tuning in as a peer who is challenged by the very things that I'm talking about, and help me to grow in these areas as well, and I trust, God, that you're going to do that. Holy Spirit, open our ears to hear, point a big spotlight on Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Do you know your people? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2, Peter tells us to shepherd the flock of God that's among you. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. That is a really difficult task in our day because so often pastors kind of adopt this prophetic mindset about ourselves and we begin to think about the big C church and it becomes hard for us to think about the church local. So we're diagnosing all the things that are happening with trends and with controversies and theological discourse at the large level, what's happening as a nation, uh, what's happening with a denomination, or what's happening with different group within a denomination, whatever it may be. And what ends up happening is that we give all our critical thinking away to the Big C Church. And we kind of adopt this mindset that, that we think we're shepherds of the church and miss shepherding the flock of God that's among us. Who is it that God has entrusted us with? Who are we going to give an account one day for? Well, let me give you some good news. You're not going to give an account for all of the church. You're not going to give an account, have to give an account for the church even in your city. It's the people that are in, it's in your local church that God has entrusted you with. It's them that we're commissioned to know and to shepherd. Acts chapter 20, verse 17 through 20. Actually, we'll just focus in on verse 20. And I love this because Paul had such an intimate knowledge of the church in Ephesus, their elders and the people there. And it was because he was doing both public and private ministry. So he was preaching in the Lord's day, doing that public work and public task. But then he was also back behind the scenes going from house to house. And he says this in verse 20, he says, I didn't shrink from declaring to you the whole, anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. Paul had this public and private ministry. So it was uh, you know preaching, large group, everybody's coming from Ephesus, the city, and they're going to one location and Paul is teaching publicly the church. And then, presumably through the week, he's going from house to house and he's teaching them the truth from house to house. He's getting to know the people in Ephesus. He's modeling pastoral work for those elders who are in Ephesus. He was sharing his very lives with them. He knew the people. He knew their homes. He knew where the restroom were. I know there wasn't indoor plumbing, but you know what I mean. He knew the people. He knew their homes. He knew where the floor creaked when the kids were sleeping. He knew his people. Do you? Do I? My goodness. 
there is so much to do, and even just considering the task of inviting more and more people over to our home, and then finding creative ways to invite myself into other people's homes. I mean, Pastor, have you been there? You know, help trying to help people see the importance of home visits, and then only to have people not want you to visit their home. You know, it's kind of fallen out of favor with modern parishioners. And yet we see this example in the scriptures of public ministry and private ministry from house to house. I think about it this way. It's kind of like I have four churches. As you're thinking through what to do as a pastor and who you spend time with, the first people that we're to spend time with in the local church clearly is our family. Most of our time is going to be given to our family, rightly so. And then the second chunk of time that you're going to give away is going to be to your elders. I talked about this in the episode two episodes ago on relational depth over relational width. So you're going to be building friendships with your elders. So you're going to give a lot of time to that. And then the third church that you're going to experience and that you're going to consider is those who you're discipling. So last week's episode was about evangelism and discipleship. You're going to have people that are discipling you and then people you're discipling. And then after that, as time allows, there is the, the broader church family members, and then even attenders that we are to get to know as time allows. And that's our commission, I think, as those who are entrusted with people is to know them as best that we possibly can. And that's why I put it as a pastoral priority. Know your people. Now, we can't know everybody, but we can know many of the people in our local church. As our churches grow, as God gives increase, we're going to have to have more elders, uh, more deacons to attend to the needs of the church. But we're going to have to have people in place to be able to know and love the people that are there. So I warned against a few weeks back trying, you know, feeling like you have to know everybody, so not having any deep relationships. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having deep relationships, but then as time allows, getting to know more people. And the question then becomes, well, how? How are we going to do this? How are we going to know the people within the church? Time is limited, and it's hard to get to know people. We're not spending daily time with each other. So how's this going to happen? Well, here are a couple things to think about. Number one, lunch and dinner. Have people over to your house. Set an example with the church of inviting people to your home. Now, this is going to depend a lot on your wife as well and the limits of your family, the stage that of life that your family is in. But have people over to dinner and model for the church this kind of hospitality and fellowship that is available in the body of Christ. You can have people over to meet with them in your home office. Next week, I'll talk about counseling and even things like premarital counseling, marriage counseling, crisis care, those sorts of things. But have people to your home office, if you have one, to spend time just hanging out, talking theology, get to know them a little bit, get to know what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, whatever it may be. But get to know your people in those sorts of ways. Or even family hangouts. Go to the park together. Invite the family uh, that you're trying to get to know out to a park on the weekend and just spend time talking, hanging out with them. If you find out that they enjoy something that you enjoy, well then go and do something that you enjoy together. But get to know the people as best that you can. There are limitations, but let's make sure we build into our schedules time to get to know them. We're going to have to, if, if we want to make this a priority, getting to know our people, we're going to actually have to do about a little bit of, of teaching to the church. Because this has fallen so out of favor, and because, like for instance, with our parents or grandparents' age, I'm 35, my parents are in their early 60s, my grandparents are actually in their 90s, I've only got one, i got a grandmother that's still living. But in generations past, pastoral visits at the home were a lot more normal. I mean, it was typical to have a home visit. 
Today, that's not all that normal. It's not typical. Most younger people don't know anything about it, actually. So we're going to have to teach them and train them the importance of allowing us to get to know them and come into their home. Invite yourself into people's houses. This may sound odd, and it may even sound like it's bad etiquette or something, but we're going to have to find creative ways to invite ourselves into the lives of people. We want to invite other people into our lives, but we also at the risk of being weird, want to invite ourselves into their lives and and model that this is normal. Christians hang out and spend time together. We get to know one another. So we need to invite ourselves into the lives of people. And this includes people's pain. If people are struggling, hurting, or have been through some sort of crisis or death and they're going through any sort of grief, bereavement, whatever it may be, then we need to invite ourselves into people's pain and suffering. That's a part of ministry. You know, Richard Baxter is huge on this. If you've read The Reformed Pastor, you've, you know, got through it and read about 150,000 times because he just keeps kind of beating you over the head with it. The necessity of home visits and teaching from house to house, going from family to family through the week, and teaching them how to do worship, catechizing them, whatever it may be that uh, singing, ministering the Lord's Supper to those who missed the Sunday or the Lord's Day gathering, these sorts of activities have been normal through the church. And I think we can learn a lot from old Pastor Baxter and put that into and make that a priority of our ministry. We have to get to know our people. You don't want to be pastoring a group of people where you don't know them. As you preach, you don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know what they're doing well in. You don't know how to encourage them. And so if you don't know them, you're in a lot of trouble. We need to know our people. So the challenge today with this pastoral priority number six is to know your people. Study your people. Love your people. Invite them into your life. And then invite yourself into their life. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.